news and notes from the basketball team. What role do the safeties play in Ohio State's new defense? And will there be any changes on the defensive line? All that and more right here on Locked on Buckeyes. You are Locked on Buckeyes, your daily podcast on the Ohio State Buckeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Buckeye fans? Welcome back to another episode of Locked On Buckeyes, part of Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jay Stevens, also the host of the Jay Stevens Podcast. It is Wednesday, January 26th in the year 2022. And I would like to thank every person out there for making Locked On Buckeyes, yes, that's you, their very first listen of every single day. I'm excited to watch the basketball team play tomorrow. Didn't play a game against Nebraska, a game that I was highly looking forward to to see what they could do against another Big Ten team. Had some games canceled in December, had one canceled this past Saturday. And anytime they're about to play the basketball, I am excited because this team is really, really good. Right now in the Big Ten Conference, nobody knows who's going to win the Big Ten Conference regular season crown or who has a shot to win the Big Ten Conference title to get an automatic bid into the NC2A tournament. That's kind of a nice thing right now. It's kind of also nervous for you if you're a predictor, if you're a gambling person. But if you're a coach, if you're a player saying, hey, guys, look, we, we can win this. We know we, we haven't been able to play all of our games. We're not at full strength, but we can win this. And I, I know for Coach Holtman, as he's going into this game to, tomorrow against Minnesota and then a game on Sunday against Purdue and going into the uh, other the rest of the games throughout the rest of the season, he's looking at these moments saying, one game at a time, one game at a time, one game at a time. Now, in his mind, he also knows that there's a game that has to get rescheduled and that is the Nebraska game, and that scheduling is probably going to happen. That game might get rescheduled some uh, sometime before or after the Indiana game, which is on February 19th. There is a date on that Thursday, the 17th, that is open. It will be one game, a game against Minnesota on the 15th, a day off, game on the 17th, possibly against Nebraska, day off, and then a game against Indiana. Or it could be that following Tuesday or Monday because, you know, they're not going to play back-to-back games. That's probably going to be the time period when that Nebraska game will get rescheduled. My guess is it happens after the Indiana game, not before. But Carl Toltman knows that's a game that's going to get rescheduled. But the game tomorrow is just a stepping stone, a step in the right direction. We can win this. Michigan State. Illinois, is Michigan going to make some noise in, uh, in the tournament? Not so much. I don't think they could come back and win the regular season crown. Are they going to make some noise in the uh, Big Ten Conference tournament? Is Indiana going to make a push? Who knows? Is Wisconsin going to do their thing? Who knows what's going to happen? It's so unpredictable. As a coach, as a player, all you have to say is one day, one game gets better Every day, we know we're not healthy. We might get healthy down the road. We're not sure what we're going to get when some of our injured players do come back. So just take care of business right now. One of those injured players is Michi Johnson, and Michi Johnson might return this week. Literally this week, he suffered a facial fracture and a concussion. Some things happen in practice, and he has missed a few games due to that. Now, we might see a masked Michi. I think I butchered that word, but... Yeah, 
I'm not going to try. I'm not going to try to do that one again. But we might see Michi Johnson wear a mask when he's on the field. On the field. Let's get it together, Jay. We might see Michi Johnson wear wear a mask when he takes the court once again. There we go. We're back on track. Not the surgical mask or the KN95s that people have been wearing due to the COVID. No, or more like you know the the black mask that LeBron wore, um, Zorro style, that type of thing. We might see Michi Johnson wear a mask like that once he takes the court once again. More of a protection, protective measure for him. Justice Suing is doing quote some things end quote in practice. He's been out there with an. He's been out there with, or no, excuse me, he's been out with an abdominal issue. This is something that has derailed him, something that happened at the beginning of the season. I believe he played one game, maybe two, but he has not played since. He has been out. You can see him shooting, uh, getting shots up pregame, but that's about it. But he's it's a slow recovery because that abdominal stuff, <laughs> it's nothing to mess with. Former Buckeye Keyshawn Woods, was called to be an extra body in practice. He was a grad transfer. He was on the team during the 2018-2019 season. And it's really nice that you have guys that were a part of the program, even if it's only for one season, you can call up one and say, hey, buddy, uh, <laughs> our bodies are low on practice. Can you help us out? Yeah, I got you, coach. And this guy is there to help the team out. Coach Holtman made a statement. And I really like this little thought that he has the NCAA he would love to see he would love to see the NCAA assist and help families attend some road games throughout the season didn't say all but he said some the thing about this is that it's a good idea it's a really nice idea the thing about this is if it's going to be just D1 okay you're living out D2 and D3 okay that's they're probably expecting that but if it's just D1 you're going to have to do high level and event major. There are about 360 D1 teams. We know how companies are when they're tight with money. We know how it is when they want to, when you ask them to do something a little bit extra to help families out, not just with tickets, but with travel. That's a flight and a hotel to get to a few road games. Now, maybe a rivalry game or two, or uh, maybe a, a, a high level. Uh, not in conference game that you want to see. Of course, if it's say three or four or five, the, the families hopefully will be able to pick which games they want to go to. That's a lot of coordination. That's another. That's that's a lot of jobs that are going to be there. Um, that are that are going to be needed to kind of filter and uh, facilitate all these things happening. But that's a good idea. I'm not saying the NCAA doesn't have the money for it. I I I'm not dip, dabbing into their pocketbooks, but that's 300, 360 teams that have numerous parents representing the kids on those teams. Chris Holtman, it's a great idea. Urban Meyer was the one that started the CFP assisting families to get to those games. Maybe this is a start in the right direction so that the NCAA is assisting families and parents to get to games to watch their their youngsters play a few road games. Hey, Buckeye fans, this is Jay Stevens with an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. Get Upside. My listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play 
right now. Use promo code SCORE and get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use promo code SCORE, that's S-C-O-R-E, to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to three hundred dollars a month in cash back and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card or Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code SCORE to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. That's promo code SCORE, S-C-O-R-E. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You're tuned in to Locked On Buckeyes here on a Wednesday part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. If you missed the previous two-day shows, I highly encourage you to check them out. This week, we have been looking through the new Ohio State defense, what to know, some differences, some changes, new positions. Monday, we looked at different formations and just gave a general overview of the defense yesterday we looked at the leo position the hybrid linebacker position what kind of goes through and what details do we need to know about that position and gave some players that might fit that role in the ohio state defense today is all about the safeties we're going to combine safeties and defensive line today not so much going over some deep 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 stuff for the d line you'll, you'll see what i'm talking about here in a second but when it comes with the safeties this position here I firmly believe it's a way that Jim Knowles can keep the defense, excuse me, keep the offense guessing and not knowing what's going to happen next. Remember, if you're a coach, you're trying to make sure your opposition is confused, not knowing what's hitting them, not knowing what's being thrown at them. And by the way that I have seen this defense utilized by Oklahoma State last year, and by the way that I've seen this defense just and just some looking and thinking about the way that it can be used in the Big Ten next year and even against Notre Dame week one, when used properly with the proper athletes and players in the right places at the right times, this defense can be lethal. Oh, my goodness. It, it can be crazy good. Not just a Leo position we talked about yesterday, but today with the safeties, there's three of them. One free safety, two strong safeties. So you're thinking about the, the formation of it. Let's just take a general formation, three down linemen set like it normally would be, um, two in the middle, your, D, your DN on the weeks on the strong side, then you're going to have your weak side defensive end and a two-point stand stand up. You're going to have two linebackers, two corners, and then three safeties in the back. 
you may say, Jay, why are there three safeties? We're used to having a cover safety last year. Um, most guys run a run a slot receiver. So why in the world would they have three safeties? And why would they occasionally be all lined up in the back? It's all about the mind game that Jim Knowles wants to play. You're a coach. You want to play the mind game. You want to be the one ahead of the game. You want to be the one that's throwing off the opposition so they have no idea what's coming at them. Thinking about the safeties, the three safeties here. Now, it is one free safety, two strong safeties, which automatically you're thinking, okay, the cover safety is a smaller, more cornerback type body build. The strong safeties, they're both going to be the same normal strong safety build, heavier, taller, stronger, more more physical type players. That's what they're going to do. But one thing Jim Knowles wants th these three guys to do, even though they're even though they're th three separate positions, the safeties are all going to know each other's responsibility. Just in case there's um, audibles and things on the field, they don't have to get out of position. They can roll and rotate as they need as they see fit. Instead of going across the field, they can stay where they are and continue playing defense. Because I think one thing that confuses a lot, a lot of guys, especially today's college football, especially when there's an audible out there and they get confused, they want to go from one hash to the other, and the coach sees that and says, oh, I'm exploiting that easily because we already ex expected you to do that very thing. Now you're having safeties that know all the positions. They know where to be. They know exactly their, what their responsibilities are. And what do we find that's going to happen next? The next thing you know, these guys are running around confusing you because you thought, hey, because he didn't move, he was confused. No, you're confused because he's right where he's supposed to be, tackling the man in the backfield. Versatility is a big thing with these guys, with the safeties. You're going to see a lot of pre-snap movement. You might see the, the free safety move up with the two, the two safeties in the back. The next thing you know, the free safety drops back, and then the two safeties drop up, more of a single high look with, with two guys underneath and, a, and more of a zone look. That could be something that, that you see. You could see the two safeties stay back and the free safety go up and the free safety go in, man. So much variation, so much creativity. It's all about confusion. It's all about not allowing the opposition, the offense, knowing what's going to happen next. They're going to line up in different ways, like I've mentioned. Sometimes they'll line up at, all at the same level. Um, sometimes they're going to line up in different cover shells. So, once again, it's all it's all about the confusion. If you have a safety that three separate plays, you line up in the same formation, but that they line up in three separate ways, you have no idea what's going to happen. With a lot of quarterbacks not knowing how to read defenses now and not knowing how to read anything, honestly, because they're getting their calls on the sidelines and even their audibles or um, they get they do a fake snap, a fake hike, and then look to the sidelines to get a call. They're not knowing how to read a lot of things that older quarterbacks used to be able to do. The next thing you know, all of a sudden, that quarterback has no, quarterback has no idea what you are doing as the safeties because you're doing all the movement. You – the safe the quarterback's looking more at the safeties, which are in the back back of the defense, than what's right in front of him. And the next thing you know, pick six, baby. Confusion is the name of the game. You will see still sometimes, which I do like and I expect, some press on the inside receiver. I I, I emphasize inside receiver because you could get trips. One guy on the one guy on the outside. 
one guy on the ins on the in the middle and like one guy on the inside. You could get press on the inside receiver, which will look more like your traditional nickel type of situation or what Ohio State ran last year with their cover safety thing uh, situation. But remember, this is a different body type. If you get pressed on the inside receiver, yeah, sometimes that nickel corner or cover safety can't really be the best impress man coverage. However, your strong safety, who might not be your best man-to-man guy, he can guard man-to-man, but he might not be the best, but he could definitely jam you at the line of scrimmage and derail you and get you off of your trajectory and get you off of your path. This is perfect for him. The three safety look, the interchanging of their responsibilities on the fly. Jim Knowles, I do believe he knows the Leo position, these linebackers, the line, the two linebackers, but that really doesn't change much at all from what Ohio State had last year because they're just they're just playing, they're just playing linebacker. But the three safety look. Free safety, I do think will be Josh Proctor. One safety, I do believe, will be Tanner McAllister from Oklahoma State. Transfers to come to Columbus this year. I do believe he only transferred because he knew he had a spot on the field in Columbus when he arrived. A starting spot in Columbus when he arrives. I do believe this is a great move for Ohio State. We have not touched on one position. Not going to go crazy in depth, but just answer one question. What changes will we see, if any, on the defensive line? Bet Online would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. New year and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code locked on L O C K E D O N and it's all one word to get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Thank you for tuning in to Locked On Buckeyes here on a Wednesday, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. I want to remind you to make sure you subscribe to the Locked On Buckeyes podcast on the Odyssey app, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your fine podcast also on youtube thank you for all of you that have subscribed continue to hit that subscribe button hit that bell so you're notified every time a new video goes live as well as hit the like button on this video and every video on this channel what changes if any will we see on the defensive line we have talked about it for the past couple days and even earlier today a three defensive line three Lineman front, three down lineman front. That's going to be a big change because that's a body type you're looking at. That's a, that's a, a lot of times that's a mindset you're looking at. Going from a three technique to a one technique, Ohio State already has one technique defensive lineman already. And so I'm not so much worried about whoever plays a nose tackle. You're probably thinking about a guy that's 295, 310, 315. Plus, that's a it's just it's just it's just a plug. He's a stump. He ain't going nowhere. That's what you're looking at when you think about that guy right there in the middle. Now, when you think about the two guys on the outside, of course, 
Ohio State doesn't have these types of guys right now on their on their roster. They're going. I do believe they're going to get them if Jim Knowles even runs this um, this this three down lineman front against a team like Wisconsin and Nebraska. I wonder how the variation changes when he plays teams that run the two tight, two running back, three tight end, two running back three tight end plus an offensive tackle type of deal. I wonder how how that changes because I know you I know you're not going to run your base against a jumbo set like your brain does not say that makes sense. Your mama don't say that makes sense. Nobody says that makes sense. So I'm I'm just curious to see exactly what changes we'll see he, there with Jim Knowles defense as far as what we'll see there with him. When it comes to the players that you want on the D-line, it's three linemen, not four. You're used to having two pass rushers on passing downs. You're probably only going to have one, the other one being that Leo linebacker, if he is in that rush mindset, if his responsibility at that time is to rush the quarterback, that's going to be that person. Could we see uh, a JTT get, get playing that stand-up role at some point? I think that's likely. I mean, if you could have a Zach Harrison on one side and a JTT on the other, as those two are your guys going, that that's possible. Could we see a Javante Jean Baptiste on one side? That is possible. You're you're see. Can we get a, a Jack? I do think you're going to see a Jack Sawyer in a two point stance at some point. They may, they may take uh, uh, Stover out and then put and then put Sawyer in. Now that's more a predictable type of thing. But I do think that you could still see that you could still see that Sawyer and John Baptiste could be guys that are not always going to be rush ins or uh, Leo guys that are coming in. They're just going to rush the quarterback. That's very possible as well. All of these things are variations. But the one thing that you need to know, we talk about the safeties a lot. The last segment, they can't do anything without the guys up front doing their job. So, yes, this is going to be a change. You're going to see a different look, maybe some guys you didn't expect to play, to play a lot this year. But one thing you need, that we need to know is that these guys up front have a big responsibility. One reason why odd fronts look work so well in football is because it's not the easiest thing to block. Because, one, you have a guy, that's I, I, the guy in the nose, he's a stump. He ain't going nowhere. He's just going to sit down, hunker down, and just act like <laughs> this is, this is his, his responsibility is to, is to cover this spot, and he's not moving one inch. So if he does that, well, that's the center, and it could be a guard, and they're supposed to be, it could be, so they could be having um, double team up to the second level responsibility. Well, if that doesn't happen, that frees up a linebacker. And then you have two guys on the outside probably heavier, 270, 275, maybe 280, two guys that are heavier there that are clogging up things in, in the front, messing up people's pass while blocking, that they're supposed to be blocking. It messes a lot of things up. So the guys in the secondary, they're going to be doing a lot of confusing things uh, pre-snap, but the guys up front, they just got to do their job. You know, the job we expect the Ohio State defensive linemen to do, it, that job, that's what these guys are now are supposed to do. Just make sure you make sure you do it. Make sure it's not another year where myself and Jeff Hunt, if he comes back on the podcast, or we're talking about these players not doing their job. Why? Simply because they just they they just don't do it. It's unfortunate. 
It's really, really weird. But here's here's where we are currently with this Ohio State defense. We have a three-man defensive front, different body type up front, well, a little bit heavier look than what, we, what you're used to. Two linebackers plus a hybrid linebacker, Leo, who will be sometimes on the line, sometimes in linebacker positioning. Two corners, it's not changing what you're used to. And then also three safeties in the back. Come back tomorrow. We'll talk more about the recruiting aspect of the new defense, what it means, what it looks like, how will it impact. Will it take a long time to change the recruiting aspect to get players that fit all these roles and a whole lot more guys you can follow me on twitter at jsteven07 we'll be here the rest of the week and every single day as well basketball game tomorrow tomorrow we'll recap that on friday and we'll continue all of this defense defensive talk to on tomorrow's show next week i will be unveiling my projected two deep depth chart for the Ohio State Buckeyes, I'm not sure how I'll, I will get to too deep, but we'll, we'll, we'll do, we'll try hard while we can. But in the meantime, make sure you check out the Locked On Bets podcast, sports betting, sports gambling. It's big, it's huge. It's a great way for people to make money immediately. That was a horrible snap, but you get the picture. And the Locked On Bets podcast is a place for you to go. Make sure to subscribe to the Locked On Bets podcast on the Odyssey app. Get their pick of the day. And you will get great analysis, insight, and information to help you make wise picks to make more money and really show off to all your friends that you are the best sports better in the group.